Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, that guy who's still here, still doing it. I'm drinking coffee, goddammit. John Wayne, that's right. John Wayne, here I am. Thank you for joining me again. I, of course, am in Wayne Manor today, nestled in the East Wing, deep within the Library of Evil, where uh, all of my doings are goings are transpiring. Uh, anyway, I am here. I've got uh, my nice cup of black coffee, drink coffee, hail Satan mug. Uh, I've got a nice little Topo Chico and a piping big, hot, nice bowl of Grandpappy's Medicine in my brand new pipe, which uh, I still have. You know, I I talked about my breaking my other pipe last week and, you know, uh, on last episode and um, got this new pipe. And I said it's like a Sherlock Holmes style uh, pipe. And it's very cool. But I'm I'm I started to worry that I, it wasn't going to last that long because it can only sit down. You can only put it down like on the f- on the front like where the bowl is, there's like some little knobbies underneath that that let it stand up. Um, so with my other pipe, you just set it down flat, like every other most pipes I've had just kind of set down flat. Um, but this one is kind of like the whole stem and everything pokes up, like it's at an angle. So I I don't know, I I knocked it over a couple times this weekend or, or this past week, and I was like, oh man, I hope this doesn't get fucked up. I'm gonna look for one of those pipe things you know it looks like a pillow or something that you put your pipe on pillow to put your pipe on I don't know I, I think that's what I'm gonna look for because uh um I I that might solve the problem but this pipe is great hitting well doing great I'm glad to be here glad to have it um so yes what a time it's been another week uh back at it back in the action I of course uh I was at a convention uh a pop-up market this weekend we'll talk more about that later but uh, this was an excellent week. You know, I got um, I've been working on trying now that now that things are starting to happen or, you know, we've hit some more speed bumps we'll talk about. But I've really been, uh, you know, I've really been focusing on uh, tightening up my my shit, you know, tightening up my my presentation, everything that I do, tightening up, uh, you know, just uh, coming up with new plans to to figure out ways to do things differently outside the box, that kind of stuff. That that's where my week is. Uh, my week was spent mostly on, you know, and we'll we'll uh, I can discuss more. We're gonna discuss more. Jesus Christ, I'm I'm sorry. I'm high. I don't know what the hell's going on. I like jumped right into this. Who cares? That's how we do it, right? So yeah, I've been focusing a lot on that. I have uh, I got to have some awesome conversations this week. Um, I had a. Uh, uh, Shelly Rosamelia on my podcast, uh, of the, uh, Lunch Ladies, uh, book club podcast and, uh, of other, uh, reading, reader fame and, and reviewer. And, uh, it was awesome to talk to her. Shelly and I met at a convention a few years back. Uh, her husband is a, an author, Armand Rosamelia. You probably know him. He, he does the, uh, Armchair podcast, I think, and a couple other podcasts over on Project Entertainment, uh, network. And, uh, it's great. So, we we hit it off uh, when we met, and we, it was very easy to talk to. She, we're, we'll talk a little bit more about that actually uh, later. I'm, I'm like teasing everything this this morning, aren't I? I'm like, uh, yeah, this, but more on this later. Like I have some commercials to throw in here or something. No, but um, Shelly is my awesome um, on the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast this week, which is my Patreon podcast. So shouts out to all my Patreon folks. Uh, all of you who've been supporting me and, and joining up lately and, and have been there since the beginning, thank you all so, so much. I appreciate your support. Uh, 
Could not have done it without you. I could not, can't do it without you. I, especially, uh, you know, now back on the road, these things, uh, it's important. I appreciate your support very much. If you would like to support me on Patreon, please shoot on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, you can check out the tiers I have there available for you. All kinds of cool stuff in, in all of them. Um, but uh, with every single tier comes the uh, awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast in which I talk to other artists and friends from around the world and the nation and uh, you know different different kind of artists and different kinds of people and it's it's really cool so uh, every single tier gets you that and uh, including the newest one dollar beer club that I have uh, that's up there just gets you the podcast uh, every week when it comes out and and the warm fuzzy feeling and knowing that you're helping uh, out old Uncle Johnny here make it another day. Ding, 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 ding. Now, if you join my pod, uh, my Patreon now, uh, I have a free audio book of Death Packs and Left Hand Paths for you that I have read myself. Um, and it is, uh, it's a lot of fun. I do all the voices. Uh, it's very cool uh, that I'm making that only available to my Patreon people. I just put it up there. So if you want to join, now's a great time. Get a free audio book and, uh, and you can uh, check it out anytime. So anyway. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. So this week, again, a lot of um, preparation for, you know, just coming off of a convention to now having another convention uh, right away. It was uh, this is a pop up small one, but, you know, also preparing for um, I was preparing for Indianapolis this week that you're hearing this. I was supposed to be leaving for Indianapolis on Wednesday for the week, the rest of the week for a convention. But uh, yesterday, uh, unfortunately, or I, I guess on this past Friday, it was announced that it was going to be canceled because um, it's they the reason was, you know, that too many vendors and, and guests were all uh, trying to roll their uh, booths and tickets over to 2021 because I guess there's been a, a, a surge in COVID cases in Indianapolis, especially or in Indiana. I don't know. So they decided to go ahead and for safety reasons, it's canceled and they added, uh, they moved it and moved it to July now and then added a second show in October uh, of 2021. So, you know, that was a bummer uh, for sure because I, I was starting, I felt like I was really starting to get some momentum going and really starting to, you know, I was feeling, uh, you know, and still am feeling great from, from being out there and being able to do this stuff. And, uh, you know, but... It, oh, well, you know, it's another another speed bump. We'll figure it out. It, it, it could be for the best. You know, one thing that I was uh, I, I was worried about and still would be if it was canceled is my inventory. You know, <clears throat> I uh, I was I was hopeful in going to Las Vegas to sell uh, a lot, but I sold a lot more than I thought I would. And I was like, oh, I need to order books. Like I was so out of the swing of things, you know. Uh, I went from, you know, a convention almost every other weekend or, you know, three a month or whatever to nothing for all those months. And now it was like, oh, shit, like I I started without having already have ordered inventory to come in, knowing that I needed I would need it to refresh what I had. It was like it, it, it was a huge like just boner brain fart where I was like, come on, man, think about it. So I then had to rush to try to get stuff ordered and. You know, it the dates of when uh, the books were going to get here were real close. In fact, one, the main order that I needed, um, 
was scheduled to get here uh, to arrive on either the 31st or the 1st, both of those days, which I would be at the convention and need them and not need the books in, in Texas, but uh, to be in Texas at the moment. So, but that, but they, they had been, we were hopeful that it would come early because a lot of the the book orders have been just, the, the dates seem to be like uh, at the latest type of thing lately. Uh, so we were hoping um, to get them here before then, but now it doesn't matter because it's canceled. So maybe we'll see, maybe it's a blessing because uh, blessing, hashtag bless. Maybe it's a good thing because if I didn't have a, a lot of shit to sell, you know, then it's a long drive, a long haul, and it's, you know, you know, maybe I, I don't even have the opportunity to, to do as well as I, I would because I didn't have enough inventory. But like I said, it doesn't matter anymore. But we'll see. If the, if the books do come uh, before Wednesday night, which when I would have been leaving, uh, I'll let you guys know next week. And uh, so uh, we can determine uh, just, just so we can close the chapter on that mystery. I guess. I don't know. So the the one thing is they did announce also, this was Days of the Dead, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Uh, but there is one in um, in November on like the 22nd, 3rd, whatever that weekend is. <clears throat> and it said that this had no bearing uh, on that show or the February show in Atlanta. So, you know, we'll just take that a day at a time and see what happens. But as far as it, as far as it looks now, I am, you know, counting on being in Chicago in November. So, uh, yes, that's what I, I take it. And maybe, uh, since this, this thing happened in Houston this weekend, there'll be a couple things that can happen before then. Maybe there'll be some more pop-ups, some more small things, who knows. But in the meantime, it really does give me, uh, a little bit of time to uh, do some things that I want to do for my kind of road show for my booth. And uh, for my hand, like I need to redesign my bookmark, my bookmarks. A lot of you have uh, gotten, you know, my bookmark that has the skull and he's like spewing out my name and author musician. It's cool. I drew it and on the back. It has information. But, uh, you know, I need to add some information and, you know, I need to change it up and just have a new design anyway. But, uh, you know, I need to add on there things about, you know, information about the, the other podcasts, the vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. I need to add information about my Patreon onto those things and, and all that kind of stuff. I really want to just change it up. So it's a good thing. I, I rip through those things pretty fast, get going, giving them out and, and sending them to people. So um, it's a good thing that I, I have some time to design that. Plus, here's another thing. Uh, a lot of you out there know uh, about the uh, <clears throat> the metal bookmarks that I've been doing. You know, I've done two designs. The first design, the first design, uh, is already gone, and I was on the second design. A hundred, a hundred of each is what I was doing. And if you not don't know what these are, these are bookmarks that are made of like a, a tin, t like metal tin type thing. And it's um, and the way I drew them, they're like iridescent uh, on this metal. So the first one, you know, I I tried it, experiment. My buddy Chad, who uh, who also he prints his stuff out on this metal, his art, and he got me, he hooked me up with this. Basically, he's helped me get that all together. Shouts out to you, Chad. Uh, I had, you know, going to Las Vegas last week, I think I had like 20, maybe 30 of those left. Because since, you know, once I stopped, once conventions and stuff stopped, it was like, well, I, they were just there. I just had, they lasted a lot longer than they would have otherwise. But I sold tw like 27 or 25 of them in, uh, in Las Vegas. And then yesterday at that convention I was at this past weekend in Houston, I they, they are sold out. So I've got to design another one of that. I didn't do that. And I have some other, you know, some other things like for the booth that uh, I want to 
to mess around with. I want to try to figure out some things. You know, I I know that it's uh, a, <clears throat> I don't know. You know, I know it's it's what what we do is so much different from a lot of things that are at these conventions, and it's a little bit harder because because of we're selling it's, it's original work. It, it's books. It's it's a little bit different. People want their fan art and their stuff like that, and you know. I'm I'm trying to figure out other ways, little things, you know, like those bookmarks. I, you know, there's being by the the, the artist I was next to in Las Vegas, David. You know, he he made he makes all these prints of his work, and it, you know, you're able to really, uh, you know, have flexible prices with things like that because you can create, you know, have a lot of them made and and you know, have them available. You're not selling the original. You're selling these prints of these things you've done. So I don't know. I I've been thinking about maybe making some maybe experimenting with some prints of my own artwork, but then it's like, well, this is still original artwork. It's not, you know, Batman and stuff. People come up and all like, well, well, yeah, I reckon I know this and I want, I like it, Batman. You know, it's not going to be that. But I'm thinking of, you know, I've been drawing all these fake ads for the magazine that Nick and I have been working on, Nick P and I. So I wonder if I did, you know, some, I don't know, uh, prints of those, if they would sell uh, at conventions if you're listening to this and you think that might be a good idea, you like my art and think you buy a print of my art if you were at a convention. And the thing is, is I have to kind of, you know, I'd want to tie it all in with the books too. like buy a book and get a print for X amount, you know, do do all that kind of stuff <clears throat> just to maximize, um, you know, the amount of, of maybe of of profit that I can bring in to to offset all the, the costs and stuff and actually then and figure out a way to actually be able to save beyond that you know it's it's all it's very razor thin margins it's very tough uh but i'm not i'm not complaining i'm just saying i'm trying to figure out i'm just trying to figure out new ways so these are the things that i look at you know every convention i leave i try to learn something i mean i do learn something but i always i always take away a lesson and then i try to apply it for moving forward and think about it which is you know all i've basically been thinking about since i got back from las vegas was uh, okay, you know, changing this, doing that. How how can I improve on this? What if that? You know, the things about the the prints and uh, different banners and stuff. Experimenting with um, different um, aesthetic things in my in my booth because it all I already have it looking pretty cool, but it could look cooler, and uh, I have the ability to do so um, just through my own designs and stuff. So I'm I'm exploring that kind of stuff. I'm always just thinking about. It. I'm always working. I'm always trying to figure out how to move this thing. Uh, forward, move that needle some more. And, um, you know, I'm, I feel like I, you know, I am, I, I am always. <clears throat> but these past couple weekends were a good, uh, just a kind of a good uh, reinforcement, you know, or validation to be like, yeah, okay, you're doing a good job. And look, it's gonna, we're get we're getting right back to it. You know, it's, it's just like, like we were doing. So, uh, so that has been a, a lot of been what's going on in my mind. Um, lately, so, uh, and this week, and the rest of this week, uh, I want to talk about, we'll just discuss, um, <clears throat> in the story portion, uh, because I want to talk about, uh, the convention again, and, uh, that I went to and give you the recap, like I do all the time. So, without further ado, I think we'll go ahead and jump into our three-card tarot reading of the day. Uh, as you know... <clears throat> As you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before 
uh, every episode where I just I write down the things that are on my mind, what I'm thinking about, and then just try to look at them uh, through the prism of what the cards mean and get a different way of, of looking at it, maybe a different way to think about it, um, a new perspective, if you will. So uh, this week, I, I, you know, as I, as I already mentioned, there was a lot on my mind about, you know, about advancing, you know, keeping my career, my writing career going, how to, how to just be as successful as possible. All, all these things are on my mind, working hard. What, what am I working? What am I not working hard enough at? What do I need to back away from? All these things, all these things. So, <clears throat> but what I wrote down specifically was uh, inventing paths slash new ways. And that's like what I mean by finding, uh, you know, new new ways to keep the my momentum going, new ways to have my booth when when the conventions happen, new ways to keep maybe, you know, with this convention canceled next week or this week, I mean, maybe, you know, I I, I have already a backup plan. I, I'm at, I get to a point where I know if this is canceled, I can do this and make, you know, balance that out somewhere, make up some of that ground that I would have had, um, you know, that those kind of things, just all new ways to, to keep keep myself afloat. Um, thinking outside of the box, kind of along the same thing, but you know, I, that kind of covers a little bit more area than inventing paths. It's, it's all, it's that I think thinking outside of the box applies more to the finding new ways and paths and, and creating ways to, to keep myself going, uh, organizing, planning, all of those things I need to be very much more on top of, especially, you know, now that I'm <clears throat> kind of in motion again, just keeping up with my administrative things and all that kind of stuff, keeping the dates organized, getting everything back together with when these dates are now rescheduled, all these kind of stuff. I, I need to just tighten up on all that. And uh, that and, and always, as always, I want to remain laser focused and keep keep my focus uh, concentrated and not, uh, you know, unwavering. I don't want to be distracted or, you know, I don't want my concentration broken or, or divided between anything, you know, that kind of stuff. So... First card I got today is the Three of Wands. So the Three of Wands, you know, this is like when you you be on the the stage of kind of planning. You know, that you get the page. Uh, maybe you've got the plan going. And I know the Two of Wands. He's he's looking out in beyond there, holding the wands, planning about the future and the long term. And the Three of Wands now, the plan is underway. We've got some plans going. Uh, for us, we're considering a lot of opportunities, ways to expand uh, our strategy, ways to maximize our potential. And, uh, you know, we're using preparation and uh, and the drive right now from from getting all these things together to move us along steadily. Jesus, that sound familiar of what I was just talking about? You know, new opportunities, expanding, strategizing, kind of like started off right on the head here. Uh so like, like I said, because that's exactly what I've been doing. So, uh, you know, uh, it goes on to say you're aware, you're becoming aware there's more opportunities that exist for you. Uh, so stay committed to your path, stretch beyond your comfort zone, think big beyond limitations, ex- and accept your vision with confidence that you can achieve it. So that's wh- me looking at that. I'm like, okay, I'm aware there are different, more opportunities for me out there. I just have to find them. I have to make sure I'm open to receiving them or or being open to seeing them and not not closing myself off to these opportunities especially where I'm, where I'm talking about 
this, my career, the things on my mind, stretch beyond my comfort zone. You know, that's, that's get, you know, think big beyond your limitations. So I need to, you know, it makes, it makes me think, you know, okay, I, what, what is limiting me right now? What, what's, what, if, if I could, you know, choose one or two things that I felt were holding me back in some way or being limiting factors to my success, what would they be? You know, and I, I'm, I don't know what that is yet. You know, that's something, you know, I did this. I'm like, okay, this makes me think about that. And I'm always trying to get beyond my comfort zone, I think, but maybe, maybe I'm not, maybe I have, uh, already gotten that far and need to stretch it even bigger. That's what she said. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, this had me thinking a lot because it really went along with what I've been doing. Um, but the whole accept your vision with confidence that you can achieve it, achieve it. That's where, you know, once we decide, okay, here we go. This is what I'm doing. I'm going big. We have to, and I'm talking about myself here, but you know, with the royal we, we have to make sure that we don't allow that like fear to come in and start making us doubt ourselves or or what our goal is. We have to stand, you know, there and be like, okay, this is it. I'm I'm confident that this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it, regardless of what comes along the way. I'm standing, you know, behind what I believe I can do and what I'm saying I can do. I'm confident, you know. It's not, it's not always easy after that, you know, it doesn't say, and then your dreams come true. No, just that's a part of it. You stand firm. You don't back down. You don't compromise yourself. You, you know, you don't quit when it gets hard. Um, you know, so I thought that was important. Uh, it says be looking ahead for challenges coming. And so you can prepare yourself for them. Like I just said, there's going to be challenges when you stand up and make a, you know, have that declarative moment of, okay, here it is. I'm going for it. You know, be on the lookout for the challenges that have come. And for this, I also think, you know, this is talking about use the the lessons we've learned in the past, what we've learned uh, from from past obstacles to to know what the signs are coming uh, for us to prepare ourselves, make make these challenges uh, either less impactful or make sure we have enough time to navigate them kind of almost before they get to us. Uh, and then it says venture into unknown places to discover more about yourself. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, so that's uh, that, you know, I take that as to mean in, med- you know, maybe intuition, intuitively uh, looking inside, finding those kind of venture into unknown places. Like it doesn't have to be physical places. I don't think it can be within your mind, you know, kind of meditatively, whatever, discover more about yourself, maybe more about m- maybe find that confidence that let will let you know you are capable of doing these things. You know that that's what I uh, get from that. Next card, temperance. So I mean, this is rolling right along like a uh, very well with what was on my mind. So temperance is, of course, about balance. You know, we're bringing back balance to our life uh, with patience, with moderation. We're stabilizing our energy right now. We're allowing a, a natural flow to happen within us without resistance. You know, that's intuition. That's like the life force, all that, all that kind of stuff, all this. It's always flowing now. We're not letting ourselves get stopped up or or kind of, uh, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not just ignoring things that are, you know, our intuition are trying to tell us we're listening and we're, we're getting we're getting that balance back. Or at least we're we're working towards it. We know that we're, we've we've got a, a firm footing on starting to bring that balance back right now because we see and realize that that's what we need to do. Um, 
We need to, you know, right now remain calm despite what the situation is, keep an even temper, manage our emotions. Um, you know, all of those are things that I'm always working on, not having emotional reactions, uh, not allowing, you know, little things to get to me, not keeping things in till it comes out in ways of, you know, misdirected hostility or I bl- blown up at little things. It's that kind of thing. Remain calm despite the situation. Think, stay temp- tempered, like, you know, count or, you know, think before I say what I'm going to say, those kind of things. Also, right now, we want to create harmony in situations. Avoid extremes. Don't, we don't want to be highly opinionated uh, or controversial right now. You know, there, there's too much, there, there's so much of that everywhere around us. Uh, you know, so much, it, it, you know, it's an election year already, you know, I mean, election year, it's like an election week or whatever. All this stuff has been, these things have been raging, that kind of stuff all around us. You know, it's been out of, out of step, out of harmony. And we can't reach out and change everything and everybody, but we can start by bringing that harmony to our own, to our, the situations that surround us. And, and, you know, a lot of times that isn't about running into the room and saying, you shut up, you shut up. Don't say that. You don't know. You're wrong. You're wrong. You know, it's about being the person that just maybe says nothing, but listens and, and, and keeps arguments from happening happening between other people or or tries to you know calm you know use your even temper to calm the person down or people down whatever it may be I'm not, this isn't necessarily just it doesn't at all apply only to politics or whatever just anything right now we don't need to be um you know one way too much or the other this is about balance so we need to be even tempered um now uh, bring others together by, you know, account by accommodating all perspectives. So I, I forgot that part, but pretty much what I said, uh, have a clear vision of what we want to achieve and take our time to do the best job we can. Um, we're taking, making sure we're taking a guided approach to reach goals. And, uh, also we're learning, we're learning a lot because we're being patient and listening. Like I just said, you know, sometimes it, it, you know, creating this balance, this harmony isn't about having to say anything at all. It's, it, it can be about just listening and we have to learn that. And that's something, you know, <clears throat> me too, I'm, I'm, I'm working on as well, where I'm, I'm just like, uh, having to stop myself when, when somebody's saying something to me, like, well, I know that, you know, cause I want to say, no, no, I know that I know that, but I don't need to interrupt. I need to l- just listen to what, you know, that is what the advice someone's giving me if I'm asking for it, especially if they're, you know, have the experience, you know, I need to not be um, just like barking in the middle, like, well, no, I know what that is, but I blah, blah, blah. No, listen, I have to listen. And that's something to do. But I do have a clear vision. You know, I know what I want to achieve. Like this is saying, I'm taking my time to do my best job and trying to reset, you know, making sure that I stay in this mode, the right mode of, of doing this. So, um, you know, and that, so that's, that's where, um, that's where that card is with that. And I feel pretty cool. Uh, I feel good about that next card justice. So of course this is about fairness, truth, you know, on on the obvious, you know, kind of surface, but we are being called to take responsibility for our actions. We always are. We talk about that with a lot of cards, uh, accept our consequences, stand accountable for whatever this is. And this doesn't have to be any, like, you committed a crime or something like that. This is this could be for missteps, mistakes, you know, whatever. Even, 
you know, even the mistakes we made that we keep to ourselves, it's just like, you know, we got to have to take responsibility. We have to admit uh, fault, you know, when, when, when it calls for it and, and accept the consequences and accept the lesson. We don't grow without these kind of things. So, um, yeah, so we need to be aware of that. We also, we, with this card, we might be waiting for a decision or ruling uh, to be passed down. And, and this is, you know, it's a, it's kind of words it like it's a court order, but it's not, you know, it, it's uh, it's anything. It's a it's a job offer or a um, a you know a, a pitch to an editor. It's it's something that you're waiting for this this ruling or decision or something to be made about it. But when the thing is, is when it does happen, we have to accept what the consequences of this decision are and then move on, even if they're not in our favor. It's accept it and move forward from there. Um, that's it. We don't need to rehash it. Uh, right now, we may be look, we're looking at making important choices for with long term repercussions. So we need to choose wisely and making sure that you know it's in line with our higher self and our goals. And then again, like like we said before, stand by our decision with integrity and strength. So this could be, uh, you know, with long term repercussions, it it could be. Um, you know, a job or investment or just deciding that you're throwing yourself into the, into this now and, and that's it. But we, you know, while doing these things, it's particularly because it's got long term attached to it. We want to definitely make sure that it's in line. It's, it's keeping us in line with our goals. It's, it's on the keeping us on the path we need to go on because it could be a long way down the road before we're like, oh, wait, this uh, this isn't working for me. And we don't want to waste that time and energy. But then once we made this decision, again, stand by it. This is my decision. It's going to be hard to do this, I know, but I'm going to do it. So that's, you know, again, it brings it up again. Um, and just make sure, you know, right now, discover our truth, what we stand for. Challenge ourselves to explore these new areas of our belief system. So that's, you know, kind of goes along with with what I was just saying about standing by our, our decision with strength, with our integrity, um, you know, knowing that this, this we stand for what we're doing or we stand by what we're doing that are, you know, we, we do, we're not doubting ourselves. We're not letting that get in there. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to do it, uh, regardless of what you say or think, because, you know, people like to come up and tell you things like, Oh yeah, you know, you're going to have to deal with this. And you know what? That's a pain in the ass. And this is a pain in the ass. And, and, and blah, 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 blah. but, but that's okay. We don't care. You know, people, that's other people trying to knock us off what we're trying to do. And, uh, we don't need to listen to that at all. So that's that was uh, that was reading today. I got, I like that. I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Um, if you're into tarot, you want to learn more. I do a card of the day reading on my Instagram story every morning. Um, so just if you follow me at John Wayne is dead, you can check that out, and then it goes to the John Wayne is dead YouTube page, where you can uh, watch it there, catch up on the week, or see past ones, whatever. It's it's been fun. It's a fun learning process for me. And um, I, uh, if, if you're interested, I think that you would uh, enjoy it. So check it out. Anyway, <clears throat> so earlier I mentioned uh, when you join my Patreon, there is another podcast available called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And uh, if you've been listening along lately, you know that I've been um, inserting a, uh, an excerpt from the episode that comes out today, the same day that this episode of John Wayne Lied to You comes out. So you can get a chance to kind of meet my guests that I have on there, see what they're all about. And uh, if you're interested in them, check them out. And if you want to hear the rest of the episode, just pop on over to Patreon. And 
You could join any tier, including the Dollar Beer Club, and hear all the back episodes, get the free uh, ebook, or, I mean, a uh, audiobook, free audiobook, um, and all the other cool stuff that I put up there. So this week, like I said, I talked to uh, the very wonderful and lovely Shelly Rosamilia. We had an excellent conversation that um, only had to be cut off because I had to uh, be somewhere. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it definitely will have a part two. It was excellent to talk to her. So here's a little bit of uh, myself and Miss Shelley Rosamelia. So we mentioned your podcast earlier. Yes. We were just talking about it. The Lunch Ladies Book Club. Yes. Tell, tell me about that. It's, it's, you review books in the indie lit scene. Sometimes you have guests. Sometimes it's just you. Or do you always you always have guests? No, a lot of times. So it started out me and two other ladies because we would right. always read books and then we would talk about them together. And then. uh one of the ladies, Mimsy, was always like, we should do a podcast. And I was like, okay. So eventually we started one. We did one for about a year together. But mm. it was really hard um, because, you know, everybody's schedules, you know, to find a time. Because we would get together and it would take most of an afternoon for us to get together and do it. Because at that point in time, we did these really, really in-depth reviews where we would take a book and do it over three episodes. And we would go like chapter by chapter, everything we liked about it and what we what we didn't like. So, I mean, we really, really got into it. But it took like a whole day. And so for for three people that were as busy as we were, we were finding it harder and harder. And then um, they had other things going on, so they would skip a week. So we eventually kind of stopped doing it because we just couldn't get to it. And Mm. I wanted to keep doing it. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do some episodes on my own. And then when we can get back together, we'll start doing them together again. Um, So, But I've kind of been doing them on my own now for a little over a year. And so because of that, instead of trying to do something weekly, I just do something bi-weekly and I do it Mm. by myself with occasional guests. So um, I don't mind. I like to have guests on sometimes, but I don't do that all the time because sometimes Mm. trying to arrange the schedule where I'm going, hey, we both need to read the same book so that we can sit down and talk about it um, is not always the easiest. So, um, you know, but like I've had, you know, my husband's been on because sometimes he'll read a book or I'll read a book and go, hey, you really should read this. And then let's do an episode on it. I do a lot of them by myself. And then if there's something like I did with your book to talk about you again for a minute, like I did with your book, um, because it wasn't something in my normal wheelhouse, I had a guest on because it was somebody who it's perfect in their wheelhouse. So to come on and let's talk about it together. Um, I did like a Jonathan Jans book because I had never read anything by him. And mm-hmm. I did an episode um, on one of his books with Chuck Buddha because Chuck was is like a huge fan, you know, of his. So I was like, right. well, let's do this together kind of thing as somebody who hadn't read and you who've read, you know, or in love with, with Jonathan Jans. I said, let's let's do something together. So I've kind of filtered in some guests. Um, uh, and, and, just, but not just for always. the record, I, I'm in like with Jans. OK, but it's like <laughs> so nice. It's, it's how like, do you not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a little too too squeaky. I love his writing, but you know, yeah, he's he's got a little something he's hiding. I think you know, that's <laughs> just it's just too. Nobody wears pants with a tucked-in shirt like that and doesn't have something to hide. I just <laughs> yeah, he he <laughs> Shouts is. Out he, chance. He's, he is he's perfect like that. He's great. So I it was great. He's for one me. of my favorites. I love reading his stuff. By the way, I'm just I'm just messing well, around. That, and that's why I love to go to conventions and meet new authors. So before uh, Armand and I got together, um, I never really read anything that was considered horror. And one of the things I talk about, like in the podcast, is is what I thought horror was. Like, so if anybody ever said, "What do you read?" I would go, "Oh, I don't read horror." 
because to me it's always just lots and lots of blood and guts and people trying to freak you out and and, and it's the demons and it's the this and and, and, and it's only that like that's right. that's what makes up horror and there's nothing else more so i was like yeah yeah i don't read that you know it's like it's like every book is the exorcist you know or freddie versus jason kind of thing and that's horror and I was like, I'm not really into that. Now, you know? that would be a cool-ass book. Exorcist <laughs> so, with Freddy versus Jason. There you go. Sign me up. And just for everyone that's listening, I want to see you, you uh, referenced your husband, Armand Rosamilia, yes. who's an, an author as well of, uh, of horror and, um, and the like. Correct? Yes. yes. Okay, but so so everyone knows that that's, yeah. That's it, yeah. But I didn't know there were so many different things to horror. You know, so when he and I started dating, um, we, you know, when I got exposed to so much and he was like, well, read this. I think you'll like it. And I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, it's a horror doc. I'm like, no, I don't do horror. But then, of course, we were dating. So he wanted me to read his stuff. And I'm not going to say no, because I liked him. You know, we're dating. So I was like, OK, I'll read it. And I'm like, oh, wait, I really like this. This is this is considered like horror. And he's like, yeah, you have it. You know, it goes from kind of a. I don't want to say kind of a milder thing where there's the the little bit of creepiness, there's the this, there everything going on, to the really you know kind of extreme, you know, trying to to scare you to death stuff and all this in between. So it was really a, a learning thing to to learn about the different areas. But then it got me kind of interested in well, how much more about different genres do I don't know? As somebody who's not in the community, I was really just kind of like. I know there's romance, there's horror, there's sci-fi, and there's like mystery suspense. And as far as I knew, that was like the only four genres of books, you know, and there's so much more out there. So it's been interesting doing the podcast, going in and going, well, let me let me find something with a little comedy in it. Or let me find something that's, you know, let me try something bizarre. Let me find something suspense. Let me try something in this area. And, and really trying to um, read a bunch of different kind of stuff to really kind of hone in on what's my favorite kind of thing but open myself up to reading more right which is which is awesome um which everyone should do especially as a especially as a writer you should definitely read outside of your genre mm -hmm. um just as a as a rule you know to try to just even to see what's going on out there for one but also you never you know you should always approach everything with the attitude of wanting to take something away from it so yep. that like you should definitely definitely do that so i, I wanted to um one thing about the, the podcast, so you're reading all of these these books, you're introducing yourself to different ones. Has there been a book that you read that you were like, I'm not even doing this episode, sorry, this is awful? Uh, is there no. been a book like that? You don't have to call it out or anything, but anything <laughs> no. affected you like that where you're like, no? There you have know? been, obviously there's been books I like a lot more than others. You know, there are books, I always look at a book and go, if, if two and three months from now I'm still thinking about it or talking about it, that's obviously a book that I'm going, I, I freaking love this book. Mm -hmm. And then there are books that like, I'll see the name. I wrote it down somewhere or I'll see it in my audio or my um, Kindle queue. And I'll go, Oh, I forgot about that book. And then I know that was, you know, that's really a book that it didn't really stick with me. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I've, I've had a book that, and I never, I always try to look at it and go, every book has to have some merit of some sort. If for no other reason, somebody, managed to string together 60,000 or 80,000 words or whatever. And it may not have told the greatest story, but if it made some sense and it got you so, and it kept me entertained enough to finish it, then I'll give it a little bit of credit for at least that. But I, I may say to the fact it didn't really entertain me or I struggled to get through it, you know, so I mm. finished it, but it took me a long time and maybe I read a couple, a couple of things in between, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but I, I try not to just discount a book and say, you know, every it's horrible, um, you know, and I, I don't finish it. But 
uh, that's the whole reason that you, you give it a rating, you know. So uh, uh, as a lunch lady, I give it a spatula rating and not a star rating, you know. So mm. I can give you, you know, two spatulas, which is obviously means I read it and I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. And I'm probably not going to really recommend it to anybody. Mm. Um, and then obviously the higher it goes, the more I the more excited I am and the more I want to recommend it, you know, and going that rate. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one it's good to acknowledge like, hey, we acknowledge that you sat down and put effort into to writing mm -hmm. 50,000 words of this and and you wrote it from start to finish. Now we would acknowledge you never doing that again, please, yeah. because like that's the or way to grow from it. it. You know, yeah. I, your hope is that sometimes I get that and I'm like, you can it's too fast. You know, like they sum up something too quickly or they don't put enough information or I, I kind of get done with it. I'm like, but what about this part? Or you never went back and answered this question or you never really finished it. Like you took me on a trail and then it's like you got distracted and forgot you wrote about that. So that's one of the things like when I do my review, I'll go, there's a lot of questions in this book. I didn't really feel satisfied at the end of it, you know, that kind of stuff. So I would hope if an author, not that I assume every author listens to what I can't think about their book, but if they did listen that they would kind of maybe take away from the fact that it's it's you've got something there to work with you just need more work you need to develop it some more and make it a little more entertaining a little more clear you know as to what what you're trying to get across and i and one of the things i hate and i always say this if i read a book is don't let me read like 40 something chapters of a book or i'll listen to an audiobook for eight hours and i'll build up and i'll have all this mystery and suspense and then in like the last chapter it's like everything just happens and it's done and I'm like, like I spent tired. eight hours building up to this. And then in like 15 minutes, you just, that was it. It was done. And I'm like, no, spend, spend a decent amount of time unraveling it, you know, for me, like, you know, to get through it. Don't just, you know, somebody went, ki got kidnapped and I read, you know, and I'm, I'm listening to all that they went through and all that the planners went through and the reasons they did it. And then mm. in the last chapter, somebody, you know, oh, I, I magically, you know, find them knock down the door and then they're saved. And I'm like, no, that's cheesy. And, and you, you got away too easy on that. So those are the things I don't like. And I'll, mm. I'll kind of call out and usually why I don't rate as well is because I feel like you're taking the, the easy way out on stuff like that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I, I'm definitely never discouraging to anybody, um, uh, especially, you know, like we said, somebody sits down and, and does it. And I was just I was just joking before about like, now, don't ever do it again unless it's yeah. like, I don't know, maybe some people I might have to say that too, but I don't know. <clears throat> but I, I have they're said, out there. They're they're I, out there. I, I'm sure. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been I'm, fortunate I'm sure that out. I haven't I haven't found any so bad that I'm I mean, now don't get me wrong, I have read one or two that I'm like, I probably would not read anything else by them. Mm. You know, like I got through it, but I probably would not would not look for another one of their books. I would be like, Okay, that's a one and done. They're like, No, he has ten books. I'm like, Nope, that's a one and done, <laughs> you know. Right. And and that's and that's like I've said before and I you know, and I'll say it again, like nobody, get, nobody, especially in what we do, especially in the arts. So no one gets no one gains anything from having smoke blown up their ass mm -hmm. at all. Like you, you don't. And it, especially if it's your friend or someone doing it like that's even worse. So I will try to be as honest as I can. Uh, but, you know, say exactly what I think now in, in the same terms, it's like you, you know, this this thing that we do, one of like, I call it the calluses that you have to build up is taking criticism, good, bad, the ugly, all of it, like just you, you're, you're putting it out there, just expect it. Yeah. And it's a part of it. 
it's it's a part of it. It's like building up the callus of rejection. You know, you send so many stories and so many stories in and just rejection, rejection, rejection until you finally break through. But that hurts for a, for a while until yeah. you, you know, you build it up and you realize you this is part of what you do. And it, you realize and I try to get it across to people. It doesn't this doesn't necessarily mean that this is bad. It just means that it is not for whatever this is. You know, or if somebody gives something an awful reading, an awful rating, it might it's might just be not for them. They weren't the audience yeah. for it, and they read it expecting it to be something, and because they didn't get that, this is their reaction to it, and and that's just something you have to take. It doesn't mean like that it makes it easier for to hear someone say, "And you suck because," you know, but it's just a part of it. It's just a part of it, and you have to take those lumps. And if it's if it's a true lesson, you will learn it and grow. Like I talk, I do talk about that all the time, growing and learning. Um, but you have to, that's just something we have to, we have to do, we have to take. So, uh, but your podcast is always, like you said, it's always constructively given your, and plus you're shooting from the hip saying what you think, you know, and that's what we need. Well, and I definitely look at it, I'm strictly a reader. Like you, there's, there are some reviewers and there's not, I'm not criticizing this, but there are a lot of reviewers that review because they're a writer. So they are, they're a creative type, you know, so they're, you're looking at it differently than I'm looking at it. I am not a creative type. Yeah, that's I'm, absolutely a number, true. I'm a numbers person. So give me, give me numbers, give me spreadsheets, give me, you know, all that kind of stuff all day long. I'm happy. Ask me to write something other than an email. I'm like, nah, I can't do it. That's just not my thing. So I read it strictly from you have written something and I want to be entertained by it. And that's all I'm grading it on. I'm not going, you know, like a lot of writers can look at it and go, well, I would have taken the story here or I think they should have written it this way. Like, I don't have those criticisms because I don't I don't write, you know, and I don't think about if you would have taken it another way. Um, but I will when I'm reading it, I will say. I didn't think this part of the story was really necessary. Like it kind of, it lost me or um, I kind of think they'd spent too much time on this or they didn't tell me enough about this, but that's strictly as a reader, the part of the story that maybe interested me more that I wanted more of or a part that, that didn't, you know, like some of the times, you know, I, I don't care if there's sex in a book, if it's necessary to be there or if it's a part of the story, but I've read books where it's like you're reading it and something's ha- And then all of a sudden there's like this, this in-depth sex scene. I'm like, and then they go out back out to the guy and, you know, doing something else. And I'm like, that had no point here. So it's like, I feel like you put it in so you can say you have like explicit books or you're this or you're that, but it doesn't really add to Check the story. Check off the box. Right. Yeah. Or, and the same thing is if, if you don't really have a lot of um, like, if, if it's a, a horror and people, you know, you got a serial killer or something. And then all of a sudden you throw in like one really gory scene where you try to be as descriptive with, you know, like blood and entrail. And then in the rest of the book doesn't have any of that. So I'm like, don't, don't put something in that's not necessary. And while I'm not a writer and I'm not going to tell you, you know, what the, the points A and B or how to write a book are, I am going to mm. say that as a reader, I don't see the point of that. And it, and it, I find it unappealing, you know, so, but yeah. I, I strictly have a reader mentality because I'm not on the creative side on, on that kind of stuff. I just look at it as a, I want to be entertained. And did you entertain me? Yeah, no, that's, and that's excellent. I was going to say that's, that's the same thing that happens in music with musicians. Me, like me, mm-hmm. I've played in bands for over 20 years. The second I stepped into a studio the first time and recorded something, I couldn't hear music the same way ever again. Cause then I'm just picking out everything I'm listening. Oh, and then they put in that and, oh, there's that. <clears throat> and I, and it actually took me many years to get past that to where I, 
I can just listen to something and, and enjoy it. I don't have to pick it apart anymore. I don't have to go in those places in my mind of like, well, I would have put the solo in my day right <laughs> over. You know, I don't I don't yeah. think about that. It's just like I like this or I don't. And that and I'm sure that probably hap- I don't know if that happens actually with writers, to be quite honest with you. That might not ever be something they can separate from uh, speaking, I guess, just for myself. But. Well, when you have but, a yeah. when you have a job that you're into, I mean, it's consuming. And I and I'm like for my job, I'm a commercial property manager, right? So mm. I can't go in anywhere, you know. And my husband laughs at me because we go to a restaurant, and I'm like, they got an AC leak. Somebody needs to fix that and change that ceiling tile. Or I'll go in the bathroom. I'm like they're janitorial company. Like I can't not look at those things because it's what I do. Now it's yeah, stuff yeah. that most people will never notice, you know, cause I'm constantly mm-hmm. looking at like AC vents and are they clean? And I'm looking at this and I'm checking on, and I'm always looking around and knowing if I were managing this, what are all the things I would immediately want to fix or do because it's what I do all day. And I, I feel like that's the same thing with, with writing for you guys, you know, and, and I say that married to a writer is that I know that it, when we're out and like things happen, he, he immediately starts turning it into a scene or something that he can put in a book if it's like a crazy or odd situation or he meets somebody with a great personality. And, and it's funny cause I'll read some of his stuff and I'll see that person in a book later on. So he's always picking things out of life to turn into a story and, and it, you're always using it to be creative. So you, you look at the world differently than someone who is not doing that kind of stuff. All right. So that was a little bit of me and Shelly Rose Amelia. Please check out her podcast, the lunch ladies book club. Uh, and uh, we talked about that. We talked about a lot of great, great things. And uh, like I said, it was an awesome, awesome episode. So be sure to go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join any tier so you can check the rest of that episode out and all the other episodes. So moving right along to our story portion of the day, which we all know when I get back from an event, it's a recap, recap, recap. So today is no exception to that. This is uh, yesterday I attended a pop-up horror market here in my uh, H-Town, the uh, Dirty Third, shouts out, um, Third Coast. And it was uh, it was cool, and we're, that's it was the um, Houston Horror Fest. Oh, I'm sorry, Houston Horror Film Fest, who put this on. They were supposed to have a, a full, uh, you know, three-day convention here, I think, I believe the first one maybe a few months ago, a couple months ago, or maybe it was coming up. It, it had to be canceled, of course, because everything is. And then they were able to do this one-day pop-up, and I was got to be part of it. So without further ado, uh, my recap of the Houston Horror Film uh, Fest pop-up horror market 2020. So... This past weekend, I, I was uh, fortunate enough to be to be able to participate in the Houston Horror Film Fest's pop-up horror market. Uh, it was here in H-Town. Of course, I'm in Houston. I got to represent, got to support the Houston stuff. Uh, it's my city. I love it. And we need more stuff like this. You know, all we had was the comic convention, uh, Comic-Con or whatever, and I think that sucks. I hate it. Uh, whatever it is, Comic Palooza, that's what it's called. Yeah, I don't like it. So we needed something better. And this uh, was going to be like, I guess, you know, the beginning of the answer before it had to be changed into just this one day market. But still, let me just say up top, very cool. Um, I was uh, lucky enough. I keep saying I'm lucky. I was happy to be asked by Jared Barbie of Death Said Press if I wanted to 
join the join him and John Baltusberger of Madness Heart Press in tabling there. They got two tables, and uh, we were gonna all share share across these these two tables. And I was like, yeah, of course, of course, of course. So that was a few weeks ago. I was very excited, and uh, now here we were the day. And uh, I got up, got up early, got all my shit together, uh, went out uh, out there to the hotel. It was at a Marriott down by the uh, lovely Hobby Airport. Uh, it, it's a uh, you know, Hobby Airport is, I like that airport, but maybe some people would say, that I guess, like, the, the the George Bush International Airport or whatever we have is the more busier one that's maybe nicer or whatever. I don't know. I like Hobby. So it, it was down on, it's, you know, more of the south side of town or on the south side of, of the city. And uh, I went down there. It was cool getting it all set up. As soon as I got there, within minutes of me bringing my stuff up, you know, John pulls up with his stuff to unload and then right behind him comes Jared and uh and it it's um it was cool just like wow again you, you know it's a very we take these things for granted when we do stuff or see our friends all the time or do these events all the time but it it just was a cool feeling to see you know these two cars pull up right in front of me and it's like boom here we are yes i yeah we're in the flesh with these people you know and as again it was a good good start a good f- like fresh feeling like a shower summer's eve douche up my up my butt and brain is exactly what it was and uh it was just a great feeling and again so then we get in there and and the the staff uh first of all everything was organized super well but they were like extremely nice and welcoming uh and just had it down you know knew who we were like when i walked in like you're with death said press i'm like yeah i guess our reputation proceeds you know took me right in they took my temperature set me up at my the tables and we got everything else in from outside and, and started setting up and uh if you go if you saw uh if you follow me on you know instagram or or my facebook or anything i tweeted out tweeted i didn't tweet out the pictures yet actually the, if you've looked at my instagram you saw the pictures of how we had it set up we, we were given like the corner one corner of the room and we had my ban- are the banners up and everything and the lights and it just looked it looked cool. It was a cool presentation. Everybody was uh, fired up and ready to go. And you know, and uh, and that one you know I was too, no exception. Uh, was very happy to see a good friend of mine, T-shirt Joe. What's up? Shouts out, Joe. Uh, I talk about him all the time. I was wearing one of his shirts when he you know yesterday when he showed up. The Twilight shirt I have with the Lost Boys on it. Uh, very cool. Uh, he's, he's awesome. This guy is one of my beer drinking homies, like always ready to drink a beer at 9am, whatever. doesn't matter. I love it. Uh, so I saw him and I was like, Oh shit, this is awesome. Joe's here. Oh my God, this is badass." And you know, we got, we got going and boom, from the beginning, like people showed up that this thing started at 11am and people showed up at 11am again. Like this is people are, I guess people want shit to do. And, and of course, you know, as far as like safety precaution stuff, you you got your temperature taken every time you came into the convention floor or the you know it's just a one a one room smaller uh, convention room, but still when every time you entered, you know you got temperature taken. There was stations to sanitize yourself, and they gave each table uh, sanit- a hand sanitizer as well. For, so each table had one, and uh, it was cool. And like I said, those guys were running it smooth, and it started to get full with people right away man i was very happy and we started to sell some books right off the bat i i remember i i popped the cherry right maybe a couple maybe 10 minutes in sold two books and then once we did that everyone started we all started selling books 
you know, we, when we work at a table like that together with a lot of people, I find, you know, we we do the well, this is the way I sell my books anyway, where they're 12 a piece or three for 30 when you're, you know, at the table and you're buying them from me. So we were doing that. But but, you know, it didn't just apply to just me, just John's, just, you know, Death's Head is across both tables. So you can mix and match. You know, how you get one of each, you get two and one, whatever you wanted. And we were just splitting it like that. So it wasn't like you had to buy three of one person's stuff to get the deal. And that really helps. And that helps spread, you know, it across for all of us. Because, you know, if you see two books you want and maybe you're like, ah, I can't, well, I can't really afford another one. And then, we, you know, you realize, oh, it's for six more bucks you can get that other book. It's, it's a good deal. And it's, it's, it, worked, it worked well. We sold a lot of books. I was very pleased uh, I also give shouts out to Lily of Houston Obscure Market. Got to chat with her for a little bit. Thank you for uh, thank you for all your support. I can't wait till Obscure Market comes back. Or we're able to they're able to schedule a new one, uh, another another event because uh, unfortunately, of course, that event got canceled also. Um, but I'm excited to work with them and I'm excited to be a part of of the Obscure Houston Market uh, when it gets out. So be on the lookout for that. You can follow them at Obscure Houston Market on uh, you know on everything I believe. Um, but yeah, so it was good to see them. Good to see Joe. I, I you know, I talked to some people about, uh, you know, a possible, uh, you know, kind of pop up thing in their in their storefront stuff. That a lot of things are going. A lot of things were going on. A lot of good conversations. Um, again, just like last week, I said a lot of people were in Vegas. Seemed to be just in a good mood overall. Um, and I didn't like. I didn't know if that was Vegas or you know maybe maybe they are pumping extra oxygen here. I I, I don't know. Uh, but it seemed to also be the overarching like feeling in this pop-up market as well lots of smiling lots of people happy to you know happy to talk with you nobody being a dick nobody nobody was being like you know stuck up or just like whatever it was all everyone was very receptive everyone was just very cool and 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 just it was a happy uh it was like we're all just happy to see each other type of thing but uh, yeah, so, and it's always fun, like, working with, you know, get, getting to work with some other other authors, or in this case, it was authors and publishers. You know, John is a writer, and he runs Madness Heart Press, and then Jared is a publisher, and, you know, they were talking, talking publisher shop back there uh, about stuff, and that's always fun to, you know, just hear, even though I don't understand what the hell's going on, and um, just to share ideas that we have with each other, and, and ask how things are going, and you know, hey, how you guys put this out? How did that work? And you know, what, what was the hang? If I do this, what do you think would be the best way to go about it? And it's just cool. Like I, I've said it before, it's always the best to be able to have a conversation with people in your in your industry or profession, whatever it is that know that you just instantly know uh, what each other are talking about, or you can relate in that way that no one else can. You don't have to explain things. You don't have to give a bunch of explication or a bunch of background or anything like that. And it's just that's just invaluable. I, I love it. So I always get a lot out of that. So we had a great time of camaraderie between all of us. And it was um, just an awesome, awesome day overall for book sales. I think we all did very, very well and, you know, uh, got got our stuff back out there. We ended up selling books to some book clubs out there. Houston Horror Book Club, I believe, or Houston Horror Books or horror book club or something like that shouts out to you my friend 
uh, and everybody, you know, was buying books for, oh, I got oh, this one my for my aunt and oh, this one I'm going to have my my friend read. Like it was cool, man. And it's always good to see people reading books and into books uh, still because it's that's that's one of the when I talk about obstacles, that's definitely one of them you run into. People don't seems like a lot of people don't like to read anymore, but there are more people than you think. You just have to find them. But it seemed like a lot of people were digging uh, books this weekend and and getting down on it. So overall, I got to say, excellent, excellent convention uh, all day. It was, it was like 11 to 5, I think. All day was pretty hopping till the end. You know, uh, everyone did well. I saw all the vendors I saw seemed to be happy and, you know, excited about what they did or happy to be there. And I got to say thank you to the staff from the Houston Horror Film, um, Houston, Houston Horror Film Fest, sorry, uh, guys, that was awesome, you guys ran it super well, uh, I felt, I felt comfortable, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the people uh, attending felt comfortable, and it was just run, uh, efficiently and smoothly, so that gives me, uh, hope that, you know, things moving forward, they'll get to have the, the full three-day or four-day fest that they're, that they uh, that they originally set out to have, and we'll be able to have it maybe sooner than later. And it'll you know now that this one happened, and it was just this one day. You know the word of mouth I think is going to travel when they get the full three four days, and that thing's going to be packed. We're going to pack it out, and uh, I can't wait. So stay tuned for all of that kind of stuff, and we'll see. But yeah, that was that that was the weekend. I I did find out when I got there, and I was setting up that. That was when I found out that Indianapolis was canceled, and I was like, "God damn it!" I was kind of bummed uh, as I was setting up, you know. But then I was like, "Ah, oh, well, whatever." Like I mentioned at the top of the show, who knows if I'll even have inventory? Who who knows if I would have had inventory to sell? I'll keep you posted on that. But who knows? You know, everything is for whatever. I don't care. On to the next one. So, like I said, hopefully I'll get some pop up stuff going on here in here in the city before November when I go to Chicago and everything will keep uh keep on going and flowing so I uh yeah I've got some other things going on um so maybe some surprises that I can announce at a, at a later show or episode uh but yeah until then that that's what I've got today that was it was just a great time and again we're back at it and uh it's I'm just I just want to reiterate to people like or just let you know I'm I'm back out there and I know it's a weird time, but the two things I've been at so far have been good. They've been good. I have I don't have any bad things to say about them or the way that they were run. So again, that gives me a lot of hope, and that uh, I think we're gonna get back out there soon. So anyway, thank you guys. Uh, if you're new to the show, I appreciate it. Uh, that that's the recap. Recap. <laughs> All right, there you go. That was my uh, recap of the Houston Horror Film Fest Horror Mark, Mark Market Pop Up Market Extraordinaire with greatness of all eternity. Um, yeah, so again, check those guys out at Horror Houston, at Houston Horror Film Fest. Check out Obscure Market Houston, uh, and uh, yeah, keep check and check me out as always. Yeah, go to JohnWayneIsDead.com for all your John Wayne needs. You can go to the store there and buy any of my books. Uh, records t-shirts that are up there and they come straight from me so i'll sign them and send you some extra special stuff and all that kind of good stuff and uh and all my books are also on uh kindle they're on amazon so if that's your jam 
uh, you can get it there. I, I truly appreciate any and all support. Uh, if you want to throw me a little extra change to keep me going here, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Like I said, join any of the tiers, get the free, uh, get the podcast, uh, the bonus podcast every week and all the other extras I have, including that audiobook that's up there now. And uh, you can listen to my other podcast on Wednesday with Christopher Triana. That's our Thursdays with Christopher Triana, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. And uh, yeah, follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram and Twitter. And thank you all so much. I will see you out there. <laughs>